Hello, hello, and welcome back to my podcast. It is your host, Natalie Nat Naturally Ryan, and today on another episode of When Anxious Kids Grow Up, Where Do They Go? We are talking about changes and transitions because um, this podcast actually started as a just not really anything. Um, It started as a homework assignment for my gap year project because my university is letting me get some college credits out of the way before I fully start university, but I've had to do... Um, I've had to do a bunch of the things like transferring over other college credit that I earned while I was in high school, getting that to my university. I've had to apply for orientation, I've had to decide my major, which is scary, very scary, very, very, very scary, and I don't like it very much. Um, what else have I had to do? And the thing is, is now I'm looking at my calendar for the rest of the things I have to do for my gap year, and I have, oh my god, I have so, such little time. It ends in April. This month. This month is when it ends. It ends. It ends so soon. It ends on the 26th. That's, like, that's almost 20 days. Like, that's, that's around three weeks and then it's over. Like, it's fully over then. And that makes me so sad in this strange way. I mean, it makes me sad because, like, it means that A, I've got a lot of work to do between now and then, um, and B, like, the gap year has been a really important part of me continuing forward, and I feel like I just now started doing stuff I actually want to do, and I soon will not be able to, which makes me sad, but, but it's okay. It's okay because soon I will be in real college. And real college is a very cool thing. Real college is very nice, but um, it just—it's it, some. Basically, I just want to talk about this on the podcast recording today. Um, the idea of grieving the place where you're at when you know these changes are coming up. So it's taken me a long time to figure out a good schedule for myself um, and a good way to take care of myself, not only while in quarantine, but like while working and while taking classes and. I don't work very much. I work 20 hours a week, but it's all from home. It's actually all right here from my bedroom. Same place I record my podcasts and edit my YouTube videos and do my Twitch streams and do my everything else. I I work from here too. Um, So I'm here in this little section a lot, here in my room a lot. And um, I don't know, like as much as quarantine has sucked in some ways, as much as it's been awful not seeing people, I'm so terrified. I'm so terrified of what it means for quarantine to be over. And my quarantine's going to be longer than everyone else's. My quarantine's gonna last a lot longer because I don't know if I can get the vaccine due to my autoimmune disease because it's, uh, I'm not allowed to get any other vaccine. Literally none of them. I haven't had vaccines. Because one of the possible ways that my autoimmune disease could come back, since it's not well-researched and not well-understood, something that could bring it back is vaccination. Because if it elicits too big of an autoimmune response, my body could freak out and just straight up decide to die. Um, And I've been grappling with those feelings a lot. And I've been grappling with a lot of feelings of failure. Not because of my gap year. I'm going to get nine college credits. That's so like three classes. And I didn't pay that much money for it. I got in on a scholarship. Like, I, it was really good. 
Um, and by the time I actually enter college as a freshman, I will have almost completed my associate's degree. I'll have like a couple more classes to go and then I will have completed my associate's completely. And that's awesome. That, that means that like I'm halfway done with school and I'm not even in school yet. Um, and so hopefully I'll like save money and not be in crippling debt. But I also know that I want to take a lot more classes. I am going to do a, a degree that lets me do music, theater, and then either creative writing or dance. And the one that I don't do out of creative writing or dance, um, I'm going to do that as a minor. <laughs> so I'll have like something wild. And then I'm also going to do pre-med courses because med school is my backup plan. Med school should never be your backup plan. Um, med school is my backup plan. Med school is my backup plan because what I really want to do is, is perform. And I want to perform on stage, and I want to make music, and I, I desperately want to do that. I mean, I, I want to do that so badly that that's, like, my calling. And I don't say that lightly, I very much mean it. Um, and so, I don't know, I've had, had just, like, a really hard time coping and dealing with all of this. Because I... I've been in this transitional phase of my life for so long that I'm so scared I'll actually have to transition and go on to something, whatever that something is, but med school's my backup plan because I know that I'm smart enough and I know that I'm driven enough that I could I could get through it and I could I could be a neurologist and I could help people and that's what I want to do. Like that's great, but it's not the first, it's not my calling. Like it's a, I could do it and I could be fine and I could be happy. But I wouldn't be as happy as if I was a musician. And I know that. I'm very well aware. Um, and I don't know. I think it's been really weighing on me because it means that I have to, like, I don't know, grow up to some degree. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But it, it means I do have to. Um, the gap year has been super nice because I've met these amazing, amazing counselors and these amazing people who are so nice to me. <laughs> and not only are they nice to me, like they actually genuinely care about my future and like where I'm going and what I'm going to do and, and everything. And they want to talk to me and they want to ask me why I want to be on Broadway and why med school is a backup plan when it should never be that. Like I'm gonna stress this even more. Don't ever have med school be your fallback plan. That's a very expensive fallback plan. Um, but it's my fallback plan. <laughs> so, good job on me. But it's, um, it's really scary to move forward. I have three auditions this month. Three auditions. Ugh. And here's, here's something wild, speaking of auditions, um, for those of you who know me in real life, uh, I have I applied to the music department at my college, and I did awfully, and I'm, that's not me being hard on myself, that's me being honest, I did terribly. I, I, I failed so miserably, I got a 41%, 41 on the music theory exam, because here's my problem, I've always been really good at singing technically, and like, I can just do it. And I have a really wide range, and I can sing, and I can perform, and I love performing, so that comes naturally to me. Um, and so I would get placed in really high-level choirs based on what I could perform, but it, I couldn't read music. And I still don't read music that well. Um, and I never played another instrument. I didn't play piano. I play the bass, and it's behind me over there. Um, 
I play the bass, and I play the ukulele, but not consistently, and not well enough to be able to read sheet music for it. I use bass and ukulele tabs. <laughs> like, I take the easy way out on that. But, I don't know. It's, um... It's so weird, because I did so poorly, and then I, I cried in my audition Zoom call room. I cried. The moment that audition ended, I burst into tears, and I just sobbed on the floor. Right over there. Um, <laughs> right over there on my bedroom floor. Uh, and they accepted me. They want me to take a couple preliminary, um, you know, prerequisite ear training and uh, music theory classes. Which is fine. I'm gonna be a music. I'm, I'm gonna like do music as one of many things that I do, so it's okay. Um, and I know that I can perform music, and I'm learning how to produce music. Which may you may say that's a little weird, considering that you don't read music well. And I'm like, well, I can hear things, and I can send them to my friends who do read music well, and have them go, yeah, that totally makes sense. Like you actually did that right. And I'm like, thanks. Cool. Good. Wait. Good. Um. But I got in, and I resigned myself to thinking that I wouldn't, and I just accepted that I wouldn't. And so, um, now that I'm here, I don't know what to do, because I completely changed my plan. I completely changed it, because I thought that I was gonna fail so miserably. <sighs> I thought I was gonna fail so bad. And I still kinda do think I'm gonna fail so bad, I mean... People change their major all the time, right? And what makes me really sad is that I, I, I have to, I have to keep moving. And that shouldn't make me sad. I've always kept moving. That's the whole, whole deal. Um, but I, I feel guilty about rest. So even when I'm resting, it doesn't feel like rest. It feels like me being guilty about stopping. And it's so weird to think that this period of my life is coming to an end. And by this period, I mean quarantine, I mean COVID. It feels like... Like, obviously, I had a life before this pandemic. But I don't remember what it's like to have this, this life before a pandemic. Even after mask mandates end, I'm going to be wearing a mask out of fear. Out of anxiety. Much like the title of the podcast. I'm so scared of other people. And the fact that I ask... I ask people to wear a mask to protect people like me who could get really sick. And so many people said no. And so many people will continue to say no. And that something that was supposed to be out of compassion and welfare became political. I mean, it's whatever, right? Like, I, I didn't do it. I can't control it, but... It is heart-wrenching to know that so many people would rather me just suck it up and die than uh, inconvenience them. So, yeah. But, ugh, I don't know. I do... I do have some auditions coming up. Um don't know how they're gonna go. I have till the 11th. Ooh, question mark, wait. I'll just check in my actual physical calendar, but I have, they're coming up soon, and I need to finish them up, but I, I don't think I'm gonna get accepted to any of these 
things that I'm auditioning for. And that's okay. That's okay if I don't. They're not necessarily looking for someone like me. But I'm going to try because I at least need the experience of auditioning and being scared out of my mind to do it. I feel so bad about where I'm at. Like, I, I haven't done enough to be successful. I haven't done enough in, in quarantine and in, uh, in my gap year to be successful. Like, I haven't become the star dancer overnight, and I haven't reached mass YouTube success, and I haven't reached mass Twitch success, but I'm still streaming. I haven't written my book, and I haven't made my poetry anthology, and most of this year has been me learning to take care of myself. Which I thought I already knew how to do, but it turns out I don't. Um, but it just feels feels crappy. feels crappy thinking that so much of my time has gone to learning things that obviously were necessary to learn, but they weren't what I wanted to learn. There's so many people out there so much more success successful than me. And what do I do about that? Strive to be one of them? I mean, sure. But most of these people who are living the lives I want to live, who are living these lives that I look up to and admire, how many of them are doing it with severe anxiety? How many are doing it with trying to balance everything else? And, I don't know, I, I don't know. And when I see these lifestyles that I want to live, I, I always really mean famous musicians, especially the ones I look up to. I know there's so, I, I know there's so many things that are awful that come with touring. I know that you don't get to see family and friends and you get accosted by fans and you get shoved on one plane to go to another place and you don't sleep. And I get that. But to me, making music and, and I don't know, make, making music and having that ability to live the life that you want to live, to live this life that, that people dream of, to be able to see all of these different countries and know that people all around the world love you. That's so cool to me that I wouldn't want to give it up that and if I if I was ever in excess amounts of wealth like if I was a millionaire I would just be making anonymous donations to every charity I would be buying people houses I would be <laughs> things would be so much easier I wouldn't have to worry about college I wouldn't have to worry about debt <laughs> yeah I'd have a whole new set of problems but but the old ones would vanish away. And it makes me really upset with myself, mostly, that I haven't reached this amazing critical acclaim in my music, or I haven't gotten millions of subscribers, and I haven't gotten... I haven't gotten all of these things. And I do, I do want them to a degree. Something that Something I think about a lot is, like, why do I want these things, and... I just... 
it seems less and less possible to live without being excessively wealthy. And that makes me really sad. And so maybe I, I overshoot how much wealth I should need and how, how much money I should make so that uh, if I overshoot and I reach that goal, then no matter what, I'm going to live a comfortable life and I'll be okay and I'll be able to take care of my family and my friends and it'll all be okay. But I, I also know that like their complete adoration from fans wouldn't be a drawback for me. If I could talk about the things I've lived through and have people genuinely want to listen. Wow, that would be so cool. That's why I started this. That's part of my gap year. I wanted people to listen and I wanted them to understand. And I was thinking maybe I'd feel a little less alone if I could spill my guts to a captive audience week after week. But, um, no, it doesn't help. I mean, it does to a degree. I am, I'm endlessly grateful that someone cares about the stuff I'm making enough to listen to, at least strangers across the globe. Anyone who watches my streams, like, you, I don't, I don't know who you are. And you're here sitting in me, sitting in me? Don't do that, no. Sitting with me in my room. Oh my god. I'm getting emotional and I can't speak. You're sitting with me in my room, just... Just listen to me tell you about everything. I can tell my anxiety is getting bad again because I've talked to my friends less and less. I downloaded a dating app and I currently have eight people who I'm not messaging. And that is because I don't have the capacity to do that right now. I do feel bad because some of them are really nice people. Some of them were really sweet and some of them were really cute. But alas, I will not be partaking in that anytime soon because I can't. And the other thing is, like, with my friends, I've been so anxious and so sad about so many things that now if they talk to me or if I say, hey, can I vent to you? They're hearing the problems accumulated over months. They're not hearing one bad day, they're hearing 12. They're, they're not hearing just a couple of off things, they're hearing a bunch of things that are intertwined and built up upon each other. They're not hearing one bad day, they're hearing so many things that have been stressing me out for so long. And I do feel bad. I'm re- I'm so sorry to my friends who I've done that to. It's not right. You shouldn't have to deal with my emotional dump my emotional garbage just because I don't know how to manage my own emotions. It's not on you, it's fully on me, and it's not right to expect you to just do that. And I know that it comes from the fact that I do feel really alone and isolated, and I don't tell them about these things till it's this breaking point because I, I don't know, I worry. I worry I'm a burden on them. I worry so much that I'm a burden on them that I don't talk to them until I'm at my breaking point and then I really am a burden. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Where I think I'm a burden and then I stress them out and then they don't talk to me and then the cycle repeats. Or even worse, um, sometimes I get anxious that people will replace me because it's happened before and I kind of expect it to happen again. 
it really sucked when I moved because I would get messages from people saying, Oh, I miss you so much. I found this person who's just like you, except they're here. Even the dude I was dating at the time told me that. <laughs> someone who told me they loved me also told me that they found someone who was just like me, meaning I wasn't very unique or uh, very special. Um, and that the best... Like, the coolest thing, the most appealing part of this human being was the fact that they were there and I wasn't. And I've been cheated on. Surprise. Um, been cheated on multiple times, actually. Um, and... When I was given a reason why, it was because I was less accessible. Because I was harder to get to or because I was harder to get with. And so, it's, uh, it's, it's been compared to nature, where animals will only run up until the, they only run after their prey, up until the point that the caloric intake from catching their prey and doesn't make up for the energy that they've lost. And I hate that I'm the prey hate that I'm the prey. But, sometimes I wonder if when I leave this transitional phase where I am just at home, people always know where I'm at, they always know where to find me, they always know that they can message me and I'll be right here. When I leave that, do I lose all those people? Because I already, I lost people going into quarantine. Because I told people to wear masks. I told people to wear masks, and I told them that I was sick, and I told them about my autoimmune disease. I lost friends because they told me I was overreacting to the potential of my own body shutting down. I was overreacting to the illness that I've had since I was six. And then I lost more friends because I went from talking to these people every day to needing to beg them to say hi to me on Instagram into to these weird, cold, impersonal talks through DMs. And now I wonder when I go back out into the world and I am anxious and I'm afraid and I don't know what to do. I wonder if I will lose the people that I have left. Because all of the years of work and of time and effort that I put into getting better, to not being scared of crowds, to not being scared of people, to being an extrovert. I taught myself to be an extrovert. When I get to that point where I have to redo all of that, and that took five years, it took five years of my life to get there. Do I have another five? Do I have another five to spend? Do I have another... Do I have another half of a decade to refigure out who I am? And I know that the answer is yes, but can I do that while trying to make it big? <laughs> can I? It seems like so much to take on that I don't even know. I don't know. But for right now, I'm just going to stay here in my room doing my silly little assignments and going to my silly little Zoom calls. And I will just... 
make my silly little podcast videos for people to listen to. Um, thank you so much for listening. If Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're one of my friends in real life, I love you and I miss you very, very, very much. If you're one of my friends online, you are absolutely gorgeous and I adore you in every way. And if you are a random listener in a random part of the world, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day we can hang out. I think that'd be so cool. Considering that most of my listeners are around my age, but are from all over the world, that would be literally the raddest. That would be so cool. Um, so I don't know, hit me up on Instagram. <laughs> go go follow my Insta. Um, it, actually, you should. It's at G-N-A-T-T-E-R-B-U-G. Very unique. It You will not mistake it for anything else. But, yeah, if you're my listener and you're in a different country and you go to that Instagram and you message me, guess what? You're going to be my best friend forever. I'm going to love you. I will... I... We could, like, be, we could be pen pals. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, eat healthy. Um, remember to brush your teeth and wash your hands and eat, like, a fruit. Like, eat a fruit. Um... <laughs> I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.